Today, the final night of the Republican National Convention. We have got the rundown for you. Uh, Trump supporters harassed on the streets of D.C. and pro sports are still insufferable. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today, joined uh, once again. It's Friday, yes. so I've got uh, I've got the boys here. We've got Stuber Gear and Pat Gray, both of uh, Blaze TV. Thank you for being here on this Friday. We've uh, I've tried to make it as simple as possible for you guys. Thank you. Just going over what happened last night. And there was a lot. There was a lot. It was the final night of the convention for the Republicans. Uh, And, of course, Trump spoke, uh, accepted the nomination. Um, I felt like, I mean, obviously it's the last night, so you would assume it it should be the most powerful night. But I felt like they did follow through on that. A lot of good speeches, uh, including Ann Dorn, which we can play here in a little bit. Um, And it it just... it did feel very powerful to me. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, conventions are statements of strategy, largely, mm-hmm. right? Like this is. But what we what do we learn here? We're not going to learn every fact about every. You know, like they're they're giving the best possible spin right. on, on their uh, on both of their sides, and they're making a statement of this is where we're going in this campaign. This is these are the people that we want to get. And what did you see from these two sides? The Republican side, you saw massive outreach, right? I mean, almost probably 60 percent of the speakers were minorities or there was a lot of women speakers. There were a lot of black speakers, a lot of Hispanic speakers. They went through the whole gamut. It really felt like the case there was, hey, all the stuff you hear about Trump in the media being a terrible guy is wrong. He's actually a good guy. And look at all these people he's helped. He's helped. He's helped people of all colors, of all shades and all situations. And that's what you need to know. And you need to not want your city to burn down. Those are the two main, like I would say those are the main takeaways uh, from, from, uh, from the convention as a whole. The Democrats were, hey, Trump's really bad. Joe Biden's a good enough guy. You should you should like him. Also, America is not great. America's definitely not great. Yeah. Um, that's definitely part of it. But I, th- I thought it was interesting to see that the, it, the presentation was Democrats feel like they like where they are right now, mm-hmm. right? They feel like they have a lead. They feel like if the election was held right now, they'd win it. And so they don't want you to think about really anything other than the fact that you can get over the hurdle of Joe is not a terrible human being. We, people like him. Vote for him because you know that guy's really bad. Trump, on the other hand, was looking for outreach. Trump was saying, like, we, we did things for everybody. And he, it really was a, a, a wider pitch to the, the American people. I think um, the, the, the risk, if you're a Democrat here, is that you are essentially doing the same thing Hillary Clinton tried. Hillary Clinton did the same thing. She basically said, I'm not going to say all that much. I'm going to just hang back here and just say, that crazy person who's saying all those things on the TV, you don't want that guy to be president, right? Right, guys? Come with me. That was basically their only pitch. It's also the only pitch they're doing again. They're trying the same thing. There's an argument to be made that the reason they lost last time is because Hillary Clinton was a uniquely terrible candidate. And it's possible that's true. That's the only reason. It's a great they argument to be it's made. A really, there's a lot of evidence <laughs> to support is. that argument. On the other hand, though, it is a risk because if people come to the point where they come up with something that they don't, really don't like about yeah. Biden or the virus turns around in some way, the economy rate roars back even more than it has, they're going to be in a position where they haven't even really made an argument. Mm-hmm. Right now, all they're saying is, you know that guy, you know the chaos, it feels really crazy. You don't want that guy anymore, right? Come with us. Yeah. That's, is that enough to win an election? 
they're trying because, you know, Hillary Clinton was made fun of all the time. She didn't go to Wisconsin. Joe's doing the same strategy, but going nowhere. Mm. He's going to no states except Delaware. So I think he's going to win Delaware. And I'm willing to call that state right now. Do you agree with Stuart? Uh, yeah. I mean, who is the woman that said, how are you going to trust them with leadership in the United States of America when all they do is tear the country down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a great point. I think it was just a, you know, a normal person mm-hmm. who was not in uh, politics. It was one of those uh, compilation things that yeah, they did, yeah. which they did really well. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the Democrats do nothing, but t- that's what they did all last week was tear America down. We're racist. We're xenophobic. We're hateful. We uh, we're in, inequal. We're, we we have too many rich people and too many poor people and the rich people are hurting the poor people. And well, by the way, no miracle is coming. And no oh, miracle yeah. is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this week was so much easier to take. I mean, y- y- at least you had people, even if you don't like Donald Trump, mm-hmm. at least you got a guy who you know loves America. Mm-hmm. He makes no bones about that. He loves America. And the, the whole party loves America. And it was about loving America and how great it is. And it just it built us up rather than tore us down. And it reminds me of the, the end of the Jimmy Carter uh, era when Ronald Reagan came, came to town. And he turned everything around by telling us, hey, that, this is not who we are. Mm-hmm. This is a great country. We've got nothing to be ashamed of. Come out of the doldrums. And so that's kind of what this week was like for me. It was almost like a rebirth of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Stu mentioned that um, there were a lot of minorities on display. Um, but yeah. it did. But to me, it didn't feel like pandering. No. It felt yeah. very mm-hmm. natural. Yeah, you, it did. You both would agree with that? Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I, mean, I didn't, because, you know, look, every Republican, conver- every every convention <clears throat> I've ever seen, they, they always have a, a couple of minority speakers that come out. And it does feel a little bit like... You know, they feel like almost like it doesn't feel like authentic reach out mm-hmm. or outreach for the first time. It feels like the Republicans think they actually can chip away at, let's say, the 92 percent uh, Democratic black vote. Right. Like, again, he doesn't have to win half of it. If he can win 20 percent, it's, it's going to be almost it's going to be very difficult. Even for 15 would be huge. Would be huge. Right. Um, you know, the Hispanic vote, you know, uh, same story. Mm-hmm. I think like I think they see that as a. And, and there's definitely a fear from the Democrats on, on this and that, like, especially um, younger black men seem to like Trump more than other groups uh, in the in the sort of minority voting bloc. Mm-hmm. And the Trump administration and the campaign thinks they can get him. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, there's a good argument for it. Like they've done a lot. You know, part of the thing that was we talked about this a little bit on radio and that like a lot of the things that they're hitting Biden on are things that Republicans supported and and led the charge for like for example the 1994 crime bill which was very positive among republicans until like last week and as soon as joe biden got the nomination all of a sudden everyone hated the 1994 crime bill um you know i I know uh uh daniel horowitz here with the blaze and conservative review has done a lot of real good work about how that crime bill actually had a lot of really good impacts Uh, it was not a a horror show and really was not biden's bill solely either but like that's an that's a strategic choice right he's saying you know what 
Republicans, I've done. They understand that I'm that I'm doing a good job here. They already like me, and ninety percent of them. So what I'm going to do instead is emphasize these things, like like uh, you know criminal justice reform. Um, you know, talk to the people who we've let you know out of prison. Uh, they they highlighted a couple of them uh, yesterday. Do a naturalization uh, ceremony. Um, you know, come out and, and and highlight those things that you know he does believe. I mean, there's certain you know Ivanka's speech last night could have been given at a Democratic national convention, right? Like it was about like family yeah. medical leave and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things that typically Republicans don't necessarily go along with. But I think the intent of it was to say, look, Donald Trump, when he feels uh, a certain way, and even if it's not conservative orthodoxy, he's going to go out there and he's going to do what he believes is the right thing. And look at this. You know, you people in the middle, you can get along with, with this. You might not like some of it, but look, he's done a lot of those things that you do like, too. And I think strategically, it's a really smart play. Try to expand w- instead, of, instead of just trying to hold on. It, it reminds me, the Democrats did this in 2016. They've tried to play basically prevent defense. We're ahead. We'll just, just, we'll just sit around and we won't really do anything. We'll tackle them after a 12-yard gain on every play. Well, how many times have we seen that turn into a loss for a football team? And I couldn't use that analogy earlier because Glenn wouldn't have understood it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to get to a couple highlights from the convention. But, but Pat, you know, Stu brings up Ivanka, the, the stuff that she's talking about, it really is not typically like that's not. Not at traditional all. Traditional conservatism. Mm-hmm. And you have people like Ivanka and Jared Kushner who are in the White House. So it always continues to fascinate me that the Democrats choose not to work with this president because yeah. if all they did was just do a little bit of massaging, a little oh, bit of they'd you get know, a lot flattering, of agenda done. they'd get all these things done. They would. Yeah. Well, we forget sometimes that Ivanka and Jared were registered Democrats yes. when they came into the White House. And so they've got that they've got that uh, sentimentality. They've got that uh, the ideology. Mm-hmm. It's kind of built into them. And uh, it's kind of interesting now that the outreach, I think they understand, all right, the base is going nowhere. They yeah. love him still. Yeah. So let's reach out to the independents and see if we can get a few um, or a lot of independents. They're not going to get any Democrats, but they might, they might get some independents. And that would be the difference in the election. So I, I like that they're doing it. I just hope it doesn't portend that they're going to tackle a uh, liberal agenda uh, in the second term. That yeah. would not be good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So last night, uh, as we talked about, a lot of really great speakers. There were parents of an ISIS victim who talked about how the Obama Biden administration did not really didn't do anything for them, uh, didn't reach out to them, kept putting them off. And um, the Trump administration really uh, tackled what they were looking for. Uh, there was also Ann Dorn, the widow of uh, David Dorn, who, of course, was killed in these Black Lives Matter riots. She was, I mean, it was just gut-wrenching to hear her testimony. Here's a little bit of what she had to say. After I'd gone to bed, David received a call from Lee's Alarm Company. The front door of the pawn shop had been breached. This time he didn't wake me up to tell me. He probably knew I would have tried to stop him or insist on going with him. As I slept, looters were ransacking the shop. They shot and killed David in cold blood and then live streamed his execution and his last moments on earth. Mm. David's grandson was watching the video on Facebook in real time, not realizing he was watching his own grandfather dying on the sidewalk. I relive that horror in my mind every single day. 
day. My hope is that having you relive it with me now will help shake this country from this nightmare we are witnessing in our cities and bring about positive, peaceful change. How do we get to this point where so many young people are callous and indifferent towards human life? This isn't a video game where you can commit mayhem and then just hit reset and bring all the characters back to life. I mean, just heartbreaking. And I did, I mean, I didn't know that her, their grandson watched this on Facebook Live. I had no idea until I heard her say that last night. How horrifying. Um, but a speech that I think really resonated with I, uh, the average American who's watching what's going on in the streets of Wisconsin, in the streets of Chicago, in the streets of Minneapolis. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I do want to also get to a couple of uh, clips from President Trump's speech where he kind of he contrasts the uh, the difference between uh, what the other side is is doing and what their goals are and and President Trump and the Republicans watch in the left's backward view. They do not see America as the most free, just and exceptional nation on Earth. Instead, they see a wicked nation that must be punished for its sins. Our opponents say that redemption for you can only come from giving power to them. This is a tired anthem spoken by every repressive movement throughout history. But in this country, we don't look to career politicians for salvation. In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. Uh, sounded actually it sounded like Trump's summary of the difference on display between the Democrats and the Republicans. Very similar to how you uh, broke it down at the beginning of the show, which is like these they don't really think America is a great place. They see us as a bunch of wicked people. And that's not how we see each other here. Yeah, I, I, th I thought he was pretty good last night. I mean, I, you know, mm -hmm. Trump is, I think, you know, he's most entertaining uh, when he's off the cuff and does his thing. And, you know, a convention's a convention. It has some limitations to it, especially in this weird era. But I thought he did everything he had to do, mm -hmm. right? Um, I did thought, you see? Did you see the the times where like you could tell he wanted so badly oh, yeah. to go off script? <laughs> a couple and he, times. Yeah. He just like yeah. these little these yeah, little, little comments, jabs, yeah. and you're like, oh, he wants so badly to keep going. He does, but uh, you know, it, it's a, it, people forget that the end of the 2016 campaign, late in the 2016 campaign, after Bannon had come on, he actually was pretty disciplined down the stretch. Uh, he is capable of it for sh at least short stretches. Yeah. I think people, what people are nervous about is you, you see a speech like that and, and, and supporters look and say, oh, gosh, what's he going to tweet tomorrow? Which is understandable. You know, he, he gets off on his gate. He does that sometimes. Uh, but he was pretty disciplined towards the end of that campaign. I think people remember like the Access Hollywood thing. <clears throat> but that, well, that didn't happen then. That happened years before. Remember, it just came out late in the campaign. He was relatively disciplined late. Um, I think he, uh, he did everything he had to do there. He, you know, the, he has basically, he had four, his four windows, that was one of them. I mean, he's got three debates now. Uh, this is where he, he gets to actually show side by side uh, that he's you know, better than Joe Biden for, to be the president of the United States. I think there's a good chance that people see that. I do expect the race to, to narrow uh, mm -hmm. from where we're seeing it now. Um, and I thought Republicans did the job, right? Like, 
it's a convention. It's limited, right? Like you, you know, you, you only have. It's, it doesn't. It's not a. It's not an earth-shattering event. But you can get a bump out of it. Whether that's possible in the COVID era, I don't know for sure. But I think they did everything they could there. I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, um, Pat. I want to get your thoughts on one last clip with President Trump before we go to break. Here, uh, this is President Trump discussing following through on his promises. Watch. From the moment I left my former life behind, and it was a good life. <laughs> I have done nothing but fight for you. I did what our political establishment never expected and could never forgive, breaking the cardinal rule of Washington politics. I kept my promise. Dude, that's not a lie, right? For the most no, part. For the most part, it's true. He really followed through on a lot. Yeah, he has. Um, I, th- I think the wall thing was a little exaggerated. Yeah. Um, I think that includes... New wall built plus uh, a lot of repair. Yes. So yeah. they, instead of some of the old fencing, I think they have replaced it with, with wall now, and that counts in the 300 miles or what, whatever he uh, which, said was built. Which it's To be fair, you know, he doesn't have total control right. over that, which is probably why he shouldn't have acted like he had total control right. over it. And but. certainly... Mexico's not paying for the wall. Yeah, that was not a negotiation. It was ended up so you know. But other than that, yeah, uh, he did things that I didn't even expect him Mm -hmm. to do, Um, and things that I don't think anybody else would have done. And he's you know just recently he's gotten some pretty good foreign policy successes under his belt, Mm. like the UAE Israel agreement. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, Um, that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Uh, All right, we've got more to get into from what happened last night on the streets of D.C. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So I think all of us sitting at the table, we have seen how crazy our dogs go over Rough Greens, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a supplement that you put on top of your dog's food that makes sure they're getting all of their nutrition, their vitamins, their minerals, the antioxidants, the stuff that, like, I really look at a label and look for. These guys are like, yeah, my dog eats it. Yeah, as long as, they eat, as long as they eat it, I don't care what it is uh, for the most part. Uh, but this happens to be very, very healthy for them. Yes. It's crazy how dogs mm. go nuts for, like, healthy vegetable-type things, and yeah. humans not so much. Like, if you poured uh, this green supplement yeah. on top of your kid's food, they'd be like, I'm not eating that. Right. They'd actually resist it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have to, like, blend it up and hide it in their foods right. uh, <laughs> for kids. But dogs love it. They go crazy. They get the big green beard going. Yeah. It's pretty cute. I it mean, and, cute. And, and, you know, it's good for them, too. I've mentioned that, to me, it doesn't smell that good. Uh, but my dog, <laughs> she loves it. Yep. But that's, she loves it. That's the difference between humans right. and dogs. Yep. There are many it's things different. My dog likes. They love it. Yeah, they really do. And you can know that they are getting the proper nutrition to live the longest, healthiest life that they possibly can. You can take the Rough Greens 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in those 14 days or even less. If you uh, if you want to make sure that your dog is getting proper nutrition, you got to go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. All right. So as all of this, you know, it was a a nice night for the Republicans as all of this is happening uh, over at the White House, which, again, there was a beautiful fireworks display uh, at the end. I know we have a video of the difference, a comparison between the (laughs) Republican convention fireworks and the Democrats, which is 
kind of funny. Does it matter at the end of the day? <laughs> no, but it is kind of funny to see the side by side. Uh, just an amazing fireworks display. <laughs> I want to know how they get so how they get the firework that said Trump 2020. I know. Very I, impressive. I, I wanted to know that too. Uh, because I got to tell you, if he Jeez. wins, I'm shooting them off in my neighborhood. I don't care <laughs> if it's not allowed. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I don't know if you want that, that, that's probably a big budget item. I would oh, say. Man. I don't know if you want to spend that sort of cash. Yeah, that was an expensive display. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, but really, really pretty. So, you know, you've got all of these people in attendance. They go, they have this wonderful night. Uh, you know, it's a nice night at the White House and they see this beautiful fireworks display. And then there is, of course, what's happening on the streets of D.C., mm. several blocks away from the White House, where uh, activists took the street. And uh, here you've got Trump, uh, obviously a fake Trump, in, in a guillotine and uh, people posing with President Trump in the, in the guillotine. With a, is that a pacifier in his mouth? I, I'm, I'm un, unclear because I, I don't know who is the bigger baby, the one who's up there giving a speech or the ones who are in the streets with a fake guillotine and a fake President Trump. Uh, but uh, these are, this is a little bit more of what's going on. And then, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, the, the guests who are leaving the White House event just getting harassed on the streets of D.C. People running up to them. Uh, look, this is, I mean, el an elderly couple and kids running up to them, violently flipping them off and screaming at them. And they're just like in their nice clothes trying to get home. Um, I see that and I'm like, these people are making the case for all of these independents or anyone who's undecided that a vote for Joe Biden is really a vote for the party of mental illness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at this and mm -hmm. it is like, these are not people who are well. 100% agree with you. Uh, this is probably Donald Trump's best argument to become president of the United States for another four years. And they're making it for him. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I you know, again, it's almost as if they are Republican operatives. Yeah. It's that mm -hmm. successful for the president. Mm -hmm. Look, people, there's a lot of people, you know, I, I, I know liberals, I have liberals in my family. They like would like more spending on education and all sorts of various things that I think are questionable. Uh, what they don't want is their city on fire. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be walking to dinner and get attacked. Uh, they don't want, I mean, we've seen this with Democrats. You know, we saw in Kenosha a giant fire right next to a Black Lives Matter sign on the business you know, this is not these are not sensible people. They're not people that I think, um, you know, while they are probably all going to vote for Joe Biden, um, are not going to go away if Joe Biden is elected. <laughs> They're going to probably many of them still do really terrible things. So really I embolden them. It may, right? it I may, mean, if yeah. they're, they're saying this is this is what we're fighting for. And now we actually got it. Yeah. Who's going to tell us to stop now? And the people actually lighting the fires are different than the people who they are closely allied with that are in Congress and other places that are going to have incredible amounts of influence over Biden. One of the things, if you go back and you look at Biden's career, you see that, you know, they have all these measures of the voting record. And we see Biden throughout his 47 year career is largely in the center of whatever movement is going on inside the Democratic Party at that time. So when when all of a sudden we are oh, this is the era of small government is over, he's in the 90s doing the 1994 crime bill. Right. right. Like that's where he is at that point when Republicans are pushing to, the, to getting to the right when they're far to the left. He's one of the furthest left uh, senators and he's moved. As you've seen over the past few weeks, I mean, we did a show uh, last week, uh, Biden's hidden ra radicalism and 
everybody on the left is talking about this. They are saying in their own circles, and we have quote after quote after quote after quote of them in their own circles saying, you know, this criticism that Trump keeps bringing up about how he's basically a Trojan horse for the far left, it's kind of true. They're admitting it, and they're happy about it, right? They're saying, this is great. Biden's going to be great. Like, no one sees him as anything other than a moderate. And look at the things he's proposing. They're like in the area of Bernie Sanders. Um, and so and Harris is no different. And Harris is no different. I mean, yeah. she's even further left than him, probably, although they're right in the same area right now, obviously. But the, pop, the point is, he's going to owe these people if he wins. Um, and he doesn't have this core. He doesn't have a moderate core. Mm-hmm. He has a core of where he needs to go to win. Um, and when he, when he gets in there and he's going to have pressure from, from these people that helped him win, he's going to be giving into a lot of those things uh, because he feels that's where the party will be. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to have, uh, they're going to do all sorts of crazy things. And the fact that Joe Biden, a guy who was in the Senate for 40 plus years, would entertain getting rid of the filibuster is a remarkable development. It's the type of thing that will, if they win the Senate, the House and the presidency, we've got untold damage that's going to be done to this nation. Yeah, Pat, I I don't disagree with Stu there. I also think Joe Biden has a core of like, I'm just going to eat my pudding and let someone tell me whatever it is that I need to say (laughs) because I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why he's hiding in the basement right now, right? (laughs) That's why he doesn't go anywhere. That's why he doesn't do speeches. And and uh, that's why he can't win. That's one of the many, many, many reasons he can't win. You don't mean that he can't possibly when you're saying we, you don't I mean, want we, to allow him to win. Right. Right. Stop right. him right. from winning. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I love the fact that the, the uh, rioters are now showing us who they really are. They're, they're fond of the French Revolution, apparently. Where the, kind of where the guillotine sort of came from. Um, and, you know, at some point you start to think, well, I, I think they might be serious yeah. about taking people's heads off eventually. I mean, they've gone to uh, Jeff Bezos's house now multiple times with this guillotine theme. Now they're doing it with the president of the United States. At some point, you got to say, are, are you guys like you're serious about this, mm-hmm. aren't you? And they're dangerous people. I don't yeah. know. You know, they're burning down our cities. They're attacking the police. They attacked Rand Paul and his wife last night. Which we have. He was afraid for his life. Yeah. Fortunately, police showed up and protected him. Yeah, so here is here is what, what Pat is referring to. Rand Paul walking in a group. And you got, I mean, I feel for them. They're actually, they're holding on to each other like a train. Yes. They're all holding on to right. each other's shirts as the, the cops have bicycles that they're trying to put in front of the uh, protesters so they can't get to them. Which um, doesn't. It doesn't really work well, no, as we'll to. see. Yeah, in a, in a second here. So the police, I mean, these that protesters just pushed the police. And they're shouting threats at Rand the whole time. Yes. And so he said afterwards, he thanked the police for saving their lives. He really, he thought their lives were in danger. I mean, they're what? not messing around. He, I, I don't disagree with him that their yeah, lives are in danger. Look at how rough they got with police right there. Imagine yeah. police is nowhere to be found and Rand Paul is on the streets just trying to get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad. And I think he could have, it would have been beaten, maybe killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It, it almost it strikes you as like the, the point has been made about how crazy these left people are and how much damage they're doing. I don't know if it really is internalized fully in all these even Republicans in so. Washington. The idea that you would think it would be cool to walk out of that White House last night to your hotel mm-hmm. is insanity. 
I mean, th- there was there were riots yeah. and rallies going on all over that city last night before the event even started. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have had cars bringing them to every, right to that doorstep of in, you know with with protection right. for each person. Uh, this is how serious it is. They don't care, and we have told them over and over and over again that you can do things like burn buildings down, burn that auto zone to the ground. Don't worry, we understand. You guys are really frustrated about racism, so mm-hmm. it's cool, no big deal. Go ahead. Hey, you want to take over that police station and burn it to the ground? Okay, we understand. And not you just guys you guys. Upset. You white guys, you white guys are really upset about racism, and you're not even affected by it. Apparently, <laughs> supposedly. You're privileged. privileged. Yeah, yeah I, it's it's unbelievable. So privileged. Unbelievable. Well, so privileged that you as a white person are going to. I mean, we've seen time and time again these white rioters who get in the face of the black people who are like, yeah, you yeah. guys need to stop. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'm so superior. Let me tell you how oppressed you really are. Yeah. Right. Which is an amazing, amazing development. There. I can't think of anything that's like more blatantly racist than that. Yeah. I mean, and look at the, what they're saying to like some of these inner city communities where they're like, well, they're ba- there's this attitude as of like treating them as if they have no control over themselves. Right. It's like, it's, it's so insulting. It's like, I can't, uh, it blows my mind. It's like, oh, guys, you can't fault them for burning those cities down. Come on. I mean, they look. They don't know any better. They don't know any better. They're just overcome by That's emotion. That's all they have. Well, all, the only thing they can do yeah. is set fire to buildings. Well, wait, hold on one second. But the FBI report here shows that, that what their, their argument is not even true. And, 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 you know, like, obviously it's not a rational response for someone you've never met that had an incident <laughs> in another city to burn your city down. Oh, you can't ask him to think like that. <laughs> Come on. Just let them burn things. Like, that is the most yeah. insulting narrative out of all of it this. Is. They treat them like animals. Yeah. You can't, like, you, you put a steak down on the ground, the animal's gonna go eat it. Well, I, you know, that's not cool. Like, these are human beings. You're acting as if they have no restraint and no responsibility for their actions. You do. There is not a case to be made that because someone gets straight out murdered, right? Not a case to burn down your city. No case there. We, right. I thought we all understood that. That's right. It seemed until like two, two or three months ago we actually understood that. And that's called civilization. Because you're never going to get murder to zero. So if we, if we accept that as an outcome of every murder, we're going to have some problems here in this society. Yeah. Um, and it's not, we're not going to have civilization anymore. And you can see many of these people, especially Antifa, Black Bloc members and, and the like, they don't want civilization. It's their goal to get rid of it. And the media... Because uh, this means the media and their nice little houses and their nice little parties, they don't happen anymore in this world. But the media keeps assisting them because they want Donald Trump out so badly. Mm-hmm. That is not healthy. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come back in a minute. I mean, if you put a stake on the ground for the most human men, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll dive in. No, I'm just saying Uh, Well, while Donald Trump and the Republicans tried to make the case for a stark contrast between uh, the violence happening that the left is, of course, enabling and the Republicans who do not condone the violence, uh, Joe Biden, he I I mean, I I have to assume that this was an intern, I guess, because I think (laughs) Joe Biden is, is already asleep by this point in the convention. But Joe Biden tweeted out, remember, every example of violence Donald Trump decries has happened on his watch under his leadership (laughs) during his presidency. And I have to wonder if this intern, like, knows about the Constitution, knows about federalism, understands the separation of powers, because for as much Mm -hmm. as they call him a fascist— uh, he that's not really his place to just, like, run in. And when he did, when he ran in, 
they did nothing but whine and cry. And, and call him a freaking fascist. Right. <laughs> Right. So yeah. it's weird. And it's weird because I the Portland riots, just in case anyone's wondering, the yeah. Portland riots are going on every night still. It has nothing to do with the federal troops. They're all gone <laughs> mm-hmm. now. Uh-huh. But that can, story continues. Have you heard it in the mainstream media since since no. the feds, feds pulled out? No. I haven't heard and word one about well, it. That's also weird because I was also told that like that's why they were rioting. Right. Exactly. It was because like, the feds were there. They're not there anymore. No. Nope. Huh. So they rioted for months beforehand and the, and the press didn't cover it. Uh-huh. The feds were there for a couple of weeks. They covered it every single mm-hmm. night like it was the worst thing in the world. They've left and now the riots have continued and gotten worse in some cases. Well, but then now they have a plan to stop it, though. They have a really good plan. Oh, really? Yeah. They're going <laughs> to allow the riots to burn themselves out because eventually... Ultimately, they will burn themselves out. Because Which is what, that's what the mayor said. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. That's exactly Verbatim. what he said. Amazing. Well, yeah, eventually so many buildings will be burned down, there won't be any more buildings to burn. <laughs> right. Anymore. So, yes. Right, like right. Everything will be ashes and eventually <laughs> the smoke will go out. We've yes. seen this in wars before where you firebomb a city so much there's no more buildings to bomb. Right. So that's that's what you can just go yeah. for that. Eventually mm. the whole city will be rubble, molten lava <laughs> rubble, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. I like that. It's a good approach. Uh, this is, they want to tear the country down, right? I mean, like these people want to tear the country down and the left is assisting them because they part of it is because they want the system uh, destroyed mm-hmm. and they want uh, you know this to to go away and part of it is because they want to win this election but they're so closely tied together it's hard to separate them anymore i've ben shapiro on tonight um uh, talking about you know, he has a new book out called uh, how to destroy america in three easy steps yes. and one of the things he talks about is this battle between disintegrationism and unionism is the, is the way he sets it up and unionism is kind of how we've always understood america right we have a common set of values we have a common set of culture you know we might disagree within that structure but that's totally fine we're all kind of going together this disintegrationist view which is is highlighted by you know certainly the the black bloc members and antifa but also the aocs and so many on the left up until people like joe biden the comment he makes there is ridiculous right it, under the standard joe biden mentions uh, there he would be responsible for ferguson which would you know like again would be the exact opposite of what he was saying uh, back then you, you, everything that happens under your watch is that's not how this works the president doesn't control every one of these things he can try to give influence and give help and then Which, by the way he, he offered has, to do over and over again <laughs> democrats have rejected it but that is a central thing and it's one of the things ben talks about in the interview that we have coming up is that this is like reason is no longer um a, a, a thing of of trying to come together to a common truth reason is now just a tool to gain more power if reason helps you move the line, whether it's true or not, we saw this with what's going on with um, uh, with the Kenosha situation, where where you where you can see on video um, Rittenhouse being pushed over, yeah. having a gun pointed at him, getting hit in the head with a skateboard, and what we get get out of this is that he was just assassinating people for no reason, and he's a white supremacist when he's shooting white people. I, I don't even like none of this makes any sense. And that's exactly the point. It doesn't have to. They don't care if it makes sense. It, it, you know, logic only matters to the extent that it will help them gain more power. That is a again, I, I just said this last segment, too. That's not civilization. Mm-hmm. Civilization depends on reason mattering. It depends on it because, you know, we all drive down the street and we have two cars going at each other all the time. And when there's a little yellow line in the middle, and it's the only reason we don't crash into each other every day, right? Mm-hmm. But we all understand you stay on that side of the line and we stay within the boundaries. You can drive a little faster, you can drive a little slower, you can switch lanes, you can do all these things, but you can't just cross the line into the car coming right at you. They want the society where the line doesn't matter and you just cross over and crash into each other. That's not a functioning civilization. And I do think that a lot of Democratic voters 
are with us on that. They do not want a society where they think, I I can go to Target and get some stuff, but I also might just get murdered Mm -hmm. for no reason. Mm -hmm. They don't want that society either. They don't want the society of, hey, I might park my car in the street, I might come back and all the windows are are smashed out and it's on fire. They don't want that. Or I might just be driving down the street and a mob surrounds me all of a sudden. And I'm not supposed to move. I'm supposed to let them beat their way into my car, drag me out of the car and beat me to death. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yep. Which apparently has happened it to has a lot happened. of people who are Democratic voters. Yes. Mm-hmm. They they're not harassed. happy about it yeah. when it's them. They yeah. get harassed by these people. You know, over 30 people have been killed in the last few months in these riots. Is that more or less than George Floyd? That's, I'm thinking. I can't think of. Do you have a, a number on that? Can you statistically do it later? I haven't done okay. math in a long time. Okay. But I'm going to say more. More. I'm going to say more. Wow. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. 30. Is more than one. Is more than one. Okay, yeah. that's confirmed. Yeah, Good. okay. I think I've We're confirmed. Getting word it. in our, our earphones here. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that's. I mean, you, you saw. I guess saw the video of the woman who was at um, uh, dinner eating on the sidewalk. Yes. Yeah. And getting all the, they screamed at. They, and they scream at her. And then they interviewed her afterwards. The Washington Post mm. interviewed her afterwards, and she said, "You know, I've been marching with these guys for weeks." Yeah. Like, it's despicable. <laughs> what is happening? And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that she's probably not going to choose to march with them again. Yeah. Would you? Uh, no. Nope. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> These people are psychos. Uh, and you'd have to know that after watching something like that. In, by the way, in the middle of a pandemic where you're screaming from yeah. someone. Yeah. And they're wearing face. a mask. You're getting right in her face. Yeah. I mean, they're like right What's here. Um, uh, aren't you wearing a mask to avoid the. <laughs> 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 All right. We've got more to come back in a minute. <laughs> In other news, pro sports are still insufferable, in case anyone was wondering. Mm. Breaking news, still insufferable. We've got the NBA, who uh, they decided to uh, finally resume their playoffs after there were several teams who had uh, said that they were going to protest. They were going to join the protest by being lazy and not playing uh, their games, which is, that's that's really nice. I would love to be able to be a part of that protest. You know what it's I think like, scared them is nobody cared. Right. <laughs> like, People uh, were like, oh, the NBA was play. on? Oh, okay. I didn't even know they were in the bubble. Did they do that? <laughs> they did that thing? Huh. And so, uh, no, we're going to play this weekend. Oh, we're we're going to come back and play. Because I thought, all right, if they really have giblets here, what they do is... They stop playing for the whole season, right? right? They right. just stop the season. Yeah. But they're not doing that. Now, so, okay, so according to reports, most teams wanted to resume, uh, but the, the two teams who said no was, of course, the Lakers and the Clippers, and they voted to end the season altogether. Another report, again, that there were discussions that the players found out that they would be receiving, like, 25 to 30% less pay if they didn't finish out the oh, playoffs. Um, and now, no. all of a sudden, what do you know? Yeah, what do you they know? They are going to resume uh, the Here's playoffs. the thing. If you don't play games, you get 0% of the play. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what they should get is, is 0%. If true. the NBA was dumb enough to pay them three-quarters of their salary when they weren't playing the games. I know. I'm like, how do you how do you only crazy. get 25 to 30% less yeah. when you're not doing your job? Yeah, exactly. You show like, up to work. That's what you're hired you know to what? do. All the other black lives you supposedly care about, they all showed up to work yesterday. Right. right? You know, they, they, that's the thing that's so frustrating about this. Now, now there was a best case scenario here that almost played out, which is number one, <laughs> I want the Mavs to advance. Okay. So the Clippers decide not to play. They drop out. Mavs advance. 
The other, only other thing I care about in the NBA is LeBron losing. Well, if the Lakers didn't play, he wouldn't get a title either. So I was like, I suddenly became like the Black Lives Matter spokesperson for about 20 minutes. I was like, yes, this is the right thing. Do it. Uh, but it's, you know, look, you know, it's a, it's an embarrassing display. It is. This is, this is a man. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Jacob uh, uh, Blake. Blake, yeah. Who, we all saw the video. Mm-hmm. It's not from no, both sides of the car. Right. No one, li- no one likes the idea that uh, that he he was shot in that situation. Right. But, but like, it is a completely defensible move by the cops. We can go you. through the entire. Yes. yes. We can go through the entire argument. You guys know it all already, yeah. and, and you know, we all know that. It, uh, to me, Comply. I would say comply right. obviously like right. and the people are like i can't believe they didn't shoot a uh, written house as he was leaving he had his hands up in the air walking slowly towards the cops those people don't get shot right okay um and guess what hands up don't shoot wasn't a real thing okay yeah. right. he really did hands up don't shoot and guess what they didn't do shoot yeah. uh it's, it's a shocking development <laughs> or even uh, stop him or, or even stop him but matter. again where right. is he now you know he got arrested for yeah. homicide which is an which absurd is absurd thing but that's it a whole, totally different story the guy jacob blake in addition to all the stuff that you could see on the video, is a man who, is, who is, has a warrant out for him, among other things, for third-degree sexual assault. There are only two things that need to, oh, to, to need to qualify this claim. Number one, he had uh, the the suspect had intercourse with the victim. Number two, the victim did not comply to the intercourse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these guys are all wearing shirts with a rapist's name on it. How okay. How dare you for not deifying this man? <laughs> How dare you? We have we have spent a lot of time deifying him since the shooting. I know. And maybe oh, you should have waited wow. to get some, like, wow. I don't know, the police's side of the story before you made this into a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, he was going for a weapon. He admitted he had the weapon in the car. Right. It was right where he was reaching. Yep. Like, what? Like to me, a much better outcome is uh, the police has a, body, has a body cam and we see him grabbing for the knife and then there's no question about it. They would still protest the same nonsensical way. Um, but like this is it's completely ridiculous and I love the idea that the NBA players think they have some input on this who like there's currently a a volcano in Ecuador right now that is on the verge of erupting it's going to erupt or it's not going to erupt the NBA playoffs have nothing to do with it (laughs) they can't affect it just like they can't affect that what about LeBron though yeah no King James can even LeBron he should go investigate close up the uh, the volcano and see what's going on (laughs) Because he's going to have some time off if he uh, if if he leaves the the league. I, look, I you know. I, well, also the the moral superiority that they claim to have when they're getting paid millions of dollars to play mm-hmm. basketball. These cops are out there every day risking their mm-hmm. lives for fifty thousand a year. Yes, yeah. and, and they've got someone who like they they just want to get home. Yeah, yeah. they just want to get home every night. And LeBron's right. like, you know what? We're scared. We we are scared. We don't right. know. You're scared. You're a multimillionaire <laughs> living in a bubble at Disney World. How the hell? How could you be scared? We're Did you go scared. on Space Mountain too many times? <laughs> what was scary? It's inf- it really is. It is infuriating. I, it's one it thing is. to take this from you know dumb protesters that maybe aren't up to date on all the the, the highest level FBI information. To take this from dopey millionaires that all can out, come out here <laughs> and keep repeating the same list of five names they obviously haven't looked into. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I can't. It, it's blowing my mind. The NBA is no longer a sports league. It is a is a left wing political. Right. organization. It yes. It's not like the baseball and football. I do think there's a separation there. Basketball is it's they're off the rails. Yeah. They're off the rails. All right, we we got to give Stu a chance to recover before he his head explodes. Where's <laughs> the hire George Soros as commissioner? <laughs> 
right, yesterday's poll, who had the best speech at night three? Uh, you guys said Vice President Ow. Mike Pence at 40%. Uh, he mm. beat out oh, Madison no, Cawthorn, no, 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 McEnany, no, no, Governor Christy Gnome. Gnome. We've got some Governor Christy Gnome fans in Apparently the Apparently not enough of them. Well, you guys. We need more of them. I'm talking about you guys, not them. You. I know, I do love Did she say something? Because I didn't... Today's poll, who had the best speech at night for uh, Trump and Dorn, Alice Johnson, or Dana White? Now, we all funny. know Donald Trump is going to win this poll, of course, because he's Donald Trump. But However, it wasn't him. And Dorn is the yes. clear winner there. Yes. I mean, she, she was incredibly powerful. Yes. Although Trump was very good. He was good. Yeah. He was, he good, was very good. Look, you can't compete with Ann Dorn. I don't think anybody from all four nights could have compared. I, right. All because four it was nights. real. It was genuine. It was emotional. Yeah. If you're going to take politicians, all four nights, who's your favorite? I, I, I really politicians? Liked, yeah, I really like Tim Scott. I, I thought Scott was really yeah. good. Yeah. Nikki Haley was solid, too. Um, you know, Trump did a really good job. But, he, you know, Trump is Trump. We've seen so many speeches from him. I, you know, I, yeah. I might go with Tim Scott. I really liked him. I would agree with that. Pat? Uh, I, probably Trump's. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like well, uh, let us know what you think on the poll. And don't miss Stu Does America tonight. He has Ben Shapiro on. It is 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.